At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Greg Oops Pearson holding it down for Scott Seidenberg tonight and We've got a great hour of the show coming up as Dan Stump. He does a terrific job of taking a look at the UFC over there at Action Network. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. So we're going to have a good time being able to break down some of these fights that we are going to be seeing, not just this week, but in future weeks as well. So we're going to have a good time there. We're going to be talking a lot of baseball this hour as well as we wound up having a great chat the last two segments with Matt Peralt being able to dive into little NBA, little NFL Little MLB, lots of futures, so it was amazing to be able to get him on. Always nice to be able to get an in-studio guest, so always a lot of fun there. But let's take a look at some of the games that we're going to be getting for Friday in the MLB. And we start with the play that I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation. We're going to be going 973-974 to the American League, where we got the Cleveland Guardians and the Kansas City Royals doing battle. Brady Singer is going to be on the bump for the Royals, and Aaron Savali is on the bump for Cleveland. Cleveland is finding themselves... Slight underdogs here, anywhere between, I would say, about a minus 107 to a minus 102 is what you're finding them at. Meanwhile, for the Royals, as high as a minus 115 on them, minus 103 is pretty much the best you're able to find there. So it's a relative pick game to this point. And finding the total at 8.5 in a lot of spots with the over having a lot of juice. Seeing a couple straight nines out there, and if you're seeing a nine, the under is going to have juice of a minus 120. And when I'm going to be writing up, Cleveland Guardians on the money line. I felt like they should have been closer to about a minus 120 favorite with Aaron Savali. He's been a victim of a little bit of bad luck thus far this year. The 70 RA is not terrific, and I'm not saying that this guy should be like Warren Spahn this year or anything like that for anyone that fan of the old school Milwaukee Brewers who were able to pick up on that one slash back when he was pitching for them. I believe that they were the Milwaukee Braves, but with Aaron Savali, He's got a fielding independent that is 2.3 points lower than his ERA of a 702. And for Aaron Savali, he's actually gotten a career high, 8.8 straight cuts per nine innings. So he's been able to do a solid job there. The big thing is on um, balls in play, he's just gotten a little bit unlucky. And he winds up catching a break with the Kansas City Royals because they really don't have a lot of guys that are able to draw the ball, drive the ball out of the yard. You've got two guys that have a double-digit amount of homers thus far this season. That'd be Bobby Wood Jr. Coupled with... Salvador Perez and both of these guys have been dealing with some injuries recently and might not have either of those guys out there in the lineup for the Kansas City Royals and for the Cleveland Guardians. They've been towards the bottom of the American League in terms of home runs, but what I do find to be fascinating about the Cleveland Guardians is that 
Most of their home runs have wound up coming on the road thus far this season as very nearly two-thirds of their home runs have wound up coming on the road. So they've been able to do a little bit of a better job on the road of being able to get a little bit of power. And you've got a lot of guys that will be able to get on base for the team as you've got Jose Ramirez along with Andres Jimenez both hitting a 290 for the team. And Ramirez has really been the main power hitter for the team. He's been able to give the team over 60 RBI, 16 home runs thus far this season. Then you've got Steven Kwan, Amid Rosario, both of these guys doing a nice job of being able to get on base for the team. And then you do take a look at the flip side and what you're able to get out of this Kansas City Royals team. And not a lot of guys that have not been able to do a good job of being able to get on base. But Merrifield has had a rough season. MJ Melendez, Kyle Isabel, you're able to go down the list of guys hitting a 225 or lower. And they themselves have not been able to drive the ball out of the yard a lot as well. They find themselves 24th in the league in terms of home runs. And then you take a look at the starter and Brady Singer. He wound up actually getting sent down to the minor leagues a little bit earlier this season. And when he wound up resurfacing, his first couple starts were really good. But since the beginning of the month of June, he has really seen some regression. In his last six starts since the beginning of the month of June, a 5.67 ERA with eight home runs given up over his last six over his last six starts. So 33 and a third innings. That's a home runs per nine rate. That is a little bit north of two. That is an issue to say the least. And Aaron Savali, you got to figure that a little bit of positive progression going to be coming his way. And for the Guardians, they now have James Karinchek in the bullpen. He's looked a little bit rough since getting reacclimated. But that said, you've got Emmanuel Classe, one of the best closers that you're going to find in the big leagues. A pair of failed starters in Eli Morgan and Sam Hentages have been very good in the bullpen, as well as Trevor Steven, who's given you right around a three ERA. Meanwhile, for the Kansas City Royals, this team is dead last in the American League in terms of bullpen ERA. I, once again, just still marvel at the fact that anyone thinks that Amir Garrett is a relatively solid reliever. He's got an ERA of a six this year. It's not been going well for him. To say Luis, he doesn't have lights out stuff, so I've never understood the love affair with him. And then on top of that, Jose Kuas is starting to see a little bit of regression. Taylor Clark has been able to do a little bit of better job recently, but he still has north of a four ERA. You really don't have a lot of reliable arms with dealing with an injury to Josh Shamout, who I argued was their best reliever, so... I do think that you've got some good value here with the Cleveland Guardians going up against a Royals team that has lost five out of their last six at home. Now, for the Cleveland Guardians, they want to take it a four-game sweep against the Detroit Tigers. That's not necessarily too terrific either, but I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a good get-right spot for them, so I'm going to be willing to ride with the Cleveland Guardians on the money line. That is what I'm going to be going with in terms of the DK Nation pick because I wound up saying them more around a minus-120 favorite, and in a lot of spots, you're seeing them a very, very slight underdog and. They wind up making this total a little bit north of nine. Whether you have an eight and a half or a nine, I do like this total over. You've got a Royals bullpen that has been absolutely putrid thus far this season. A pair of starters that are posting up ERAs near of a four. So I don't think that it's going to be going well necessarily for either of these pitchers. But I do think that Aaron Savali, with the way that he has been pitching this season, the ERA doesn't speak to how he's actually been performing this year. And I think that positive progression is going to be in for him. So we're going to be taking a look at the Cleveland Guardians here, and I'm going to be taking a look at an over as well. When it comes to being able to take a look at interesting guys as well, how about if we wind up going with the interleague game? Because this is a battle of starters that I like, 979-980. This is Shane McClanahan going for the Tampa Bay Rays, who are on the road against the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, we are into Cincinnati, in the words of Bill Belichick, and Luis Castillo, he's going to be on the bump for the Reds. Reds find themselves a pretty sizable underdog right now. You're able to find them in between about a plus 135 to a plus 150. And if you do like the Tampa Bay Rays, low watermark right now, you're finding it's a minus 155. You're able to find them as high as about a minus 165. And with the Tampa Bay Rays, I felt like they should have been a little bit closer to a minus 190 favorite. Shane McClanahan, right now, he has the odds-on favorite in a lot of places to be able to win American League Cy Young. And he's actually been better on the road than he has been at home. Got right around a 235 ERA at home. That drops to sub two when he's on the road. This guy has been absolutely magnificent. And for Luis Castillo, it's almost been a little bit of a reversal of what we've seen from him in past years in terms of his home and road splits because typically Luis Castillo winds up posting up an ERA at home that's nearly a point better than it is on the road. And thus far this season, his ERA is nearly double at home what it is on the road. But what I will give Luis Castillo a little bit of credit on is be able to cut down on the walks. From last year. Last year, right around three and a half walks per nine innings. This year, it's down to three. He's been able to do a good job of being able to keep the ball in the air. 0.7 home runs per nine innings, nine and a half strikeouts per nine as well. But I do think that this is going to be a game that really lends itself to the under because you got a pair of, shall we say, 
dueling bullpens in the way that they've been able to perform this year. We all know and love the Tampa Bay Rays bullpen. They always do a very solid job. And once again this year, they're in the top half of the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. As a matter of fact, as I take a look at it, they're right around eighth in terms of bullpen ERA. And you've got someone like a Jason Adam that's able to come in. He's able to give you a sub one ERA. Colin Pooch has been able to do a solid job along with Brooks Raley throwing their Matt Weiser. All these guys have a sub three ERA. Been a little bit tough for them dealing with J.P. Fireisen's injury as he literally had not given up an earned run when he wound up hitting the injured list a little bit ago. But on the flip side for the Cincinnati Reds, it has been bad for the bullpen. I think that that's about as politely as I can put it. They've got a 549 bullpen ERA thus far this season. And if you take a look at the last 30 days, so you're able to take a little bit of a look at a smaller sample size, I mean, it's really demonstrative what we're seeing with the Cincinnati Reds bullpen because they got an ERA over the last 30 days of a 766. There's only one other team that winds up having an ERA that is above a 5-3. And that's also out there in the central of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And ironically enough, each out of your bottom three bullpens of the big leagues over the last 30 days, and they're the only ones that have fired an ERA above five. They're all out there in the National League Central. So, been going well for National League Central teams in general. But for the Tampa Bay Rays, what is just so key for the team is that they've got a couple of dead bats out there, like Rene Pinto, Vidal Brujan. You're able to throw in there Taylor Walls, Brett Phillips. These guys, they're in below the Mendoza line of a 200, but you're able to push one of them out because now Wander Franco is back at the fold. He, Randy Arozarena, Isaac Paredes, in between about a 250 to a 260. And Isaac Paredes has turned into, like, the second coming of Babe Ruth over the last few weeks. He's had eight home runs over his last 21 days, so that's been pretty remarkable to take a look at. And then on top of that, we got Yandy Diaz, G-Man Choi, a pair of guys that will be able to get on base. And what I think is going to be something to watch out for with the Cincinnati Reds moving forward is that this team wound up getting out to a just absolutely amazing start at home with regards to their offense. And a lot of that is because Great American Ballpark, well, it's a bandbox to say the least. In terms of ballpark factors, it lends itself to the most runs of all ballparks other than one. And I'm sure you can guess the one, Coors Field, because it's at elevation. But with the, with the Cincinnati Reds, they have been sort of having a little bit of a tough time being able to put back to ball four runs or fewer and now five out of their last six home games. And with the Reds, you saw Brandon Drury has been able to hit about a 270. He's been able to give you a double-digit amount of homers, but Joey Votto has been dealing with a few injuries. You've been able to have Nick Senzel come back in the fold. He's been relatively solid, but a guy that was injured a little bit earlier this year in Jonathan India. He has not been able to do necessarily a terrific job. And for the Cincinnati Reds, they're going to be sticking all their chips into Luis Casio being able to give them innings because for the Cincinnati Reds, they wound up having to go with a lot of bullpen arms on Thursday as they wound up having to play a double dip. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Rays, they didn't wind up having to play at all. They wound up having a travel day. So that really gives the Tampa Bay Rays a little bit of an advantage. And I do think that is interesting, taking a look money line to run line because I like the Rays up to about a minus 190 in terms of the money line. But in terms of the run line, you're getting that right around a plus 115 seeing the way that the Reds have been pitching out of the bullpen in general. And now the fact that you've got an extremely tired bullpen out there as well. And you've got a Rays team that with Ronda, Ronda Franco back in the fold, they are a little bit better in terms of that. And on top of that, the Rays, they typically wind up hitting a little bit better on the road rather than at home with the way that Tropicana Field is set up as well. So this is a spot in which I'm going to be taking that plus money on the run line. And I'm looking at the 800. So my total is 7.3. And coming up next, we're going to be talking to Dan Stuff. He does a great job at Action Network. Taking a look at the UFC. That's on the other side right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers and cold art gash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Join in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to be able to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 years or older terms, conditions, and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please do drink responsibly as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and it is going to be great to be able to have our man Dan Stepp on. We're right now connecting with him right now. He does a great job with the Action Network taking a look at the UFC and this is always what I love about doing these shows because I wound up talking about this, ironically enough, on Visa a couple of days ago. There are some sports in which there are those that you wind up specializing in, and then there are others where, I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day, so you don't wind up having some of those specialties. For me, UFC isn't necessarily my specialty, which is why we call in the expert of Mr. Dan Stupp, and Dan, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. It is great to have you aboard, and we've got UFC Fight Night 39 that is going to be going down at the Apex, and I know that you've taken a look at some of these more marquee fights, and I do think that the Douglas Silva versus Said Nurmagomedov fight is going to be an interesting one. Nurmagomedov is finding himself right around a, about a minus 350 favorite. The name itself, I think, is really driving up this price, but I know you've done a nice little deep dive on this. What are you taking a look at in terms of this fight? Yeah, it's like you said, uh, I, I think the name is, um, you know, probably carrying a lot of weight here. I, I, I think it's probably lying pretty correctly to my, about minus 350. Um, but I, I don't think, um, you know, that necessarily plays into to Silva's kind of durability and toughness. So I think if you're looking for a way to play this fight, um, Ner- Nerma Gamendev uh, via decision at plus 245, uh, or in that neighborhood may be the way to go. That's obviously a bet on Saeed uh, to win the fight, but it's also kind of a bet on Silva uh, to hang tough and, and show off some of that durability we've seen in past fights. Yep, and when it comes to this card that we're going to be seeing for UFC Fight Night 39, it is a lot of favorites. That is certainly prevalent with regards to some of the top fights, and we'll get to the Dos Anjos fight in a minute, but I know that there's an underdog that you like, Nina Nunez, finding herself right around about a plus... 125 plus 130 underdog and this has been bet up quite a bit she was finding herself right around about a plus 145 plus 150 on the open what do you like about Nunez in this fight at a little bit of plus money yeah I was gonna say there's a a whole lot in this fight not to like with these two it's kind of tiptoeing through a a field of red flags uh there's just a a lot of uncertainty with uh two fighters who Um, you know, are are kind of in their 30s. Um, You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of improvement from fight to fight. So 
we kind of know what we're getting, but they also haven't been very active, so we don't know what we're going to get. Kind of the way I look at it, and, and this is true for a lot of female fights, unfortunately, I, I think kind of at the end of the day, uh, there's not a huge advantage for either one, so it almost feels like more of a 50-50 fight. Um, so getting plus money on Nina Nunes is, is uh, in my way, kind of the, or in my eyes, the way to go. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, if you want to play her by decision for a bigger payoff, that's not a, a bad uh, way to. But I think kind of going plus money in, in any way in this fight, uh, just with it, you know, potentially being a coin flip is probably the way to go. Yep. And then we've got another fight that. I mean, there's a little bit of a tighter line on this one as well. That would be Treshawn Gore going to be going up against Cody Brundage. With Gore, wanted starting out actually as a very slight underdog in a lot of spots, right around a pick and the money has come in on Gore. Now you're finding him right around about a minus 140, minus 145, depending upon where you look. And you feel like the money is correct. Take me through what we can expect out of Treshawn Gore, why you like him here at this minus 140, minus 145-ish price. Yeah, you know, I, I obviously I'm on him. I, I'm surprised that uh, as many other people are too, kind of pushing the line. Uh, he's not a really experienced guy. There, there's kind of a lot of raw tools there, a, a lot of stuff to like. Um, I think kind of beyond that, it's just kind of a good matchup for him. Uh, you know, no, nothing against Cody uh, Brundage. I, I just don't think this is a, a fight kind of tailor made for him. Um, and, and I think as the fight wears on, he's probably going to get a little desperate. Um, pushing for takedowns and, and leaving himself open. Um, so, you know, I, I like Trajan Gore at, at minus 130. When I got him at minus 150, I still like him. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed, um, you know, to, to looking at all their, you know, alternate angles for it. You know, for me, I, I do think that he could capitalize on, um, you know, Brundage kind of failing down or, or starting to falter down the the stretch and and I think what is it him and uh, via KO is at plus three hundred, uh, Gore in round three is plus fifteen hundred. You know we don't get a whole lot of UFC stoppages in the in the later rounds, but you know fifteen to one on a, a fighter who's proven to to kind of fade down the stretch occasionally. Uh, that's not a bad price, especially for a guy I feel like should probably be a bigger favorite. And with Gore, you mentioned something interesting as well. The fact that this is someone that you think has a lot of ability, but at the same time, just hasn't gotten a lot of reps out there. Hasn't necessarily been in a lot of fight cards as of right now. What do you want to take a look at with some of these lesser experienced guys of whether to back or fade them? Because I always think that that's so interesting because if you're able to find a guy that you like and it's in darn near every sport and you're able to get on, on him very, very early, you're able to get a lot of value, not just in this fight, but in future fights as well. Meanwhile, if you're able to find a guy that you want to fade quite a bit, that could also be very profitable. Yeah, I, I think this card, kind of the story of this card is, you know, just getting more information on a lot of guys that we feel like we kind of know, uh, but kind of need that that test. And I, I think for a guy like uh, Gore, this is definitely a test. Um, you know, when there's not a whole lot of uh, fight footage and stuff, you know, for me, I kind of go to some very basic stuff that actually has proven uh, to be pretty effective. You know, look at length, look at reach, look at height. Um, you know, are they big for the division? Uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, if you've got guys who are fairly close together, um, you know, the, being the bigger physical guy is going to uh, pay dividends. And then on top of it, just kind of, you know, experienced quality of competition. Have they fought on some of the bigger stages? Uh, again, Gore doesn't have a whole lot of experience, but the experience he has is pretty good. Uh, so I think there's a lot of reasons to like this fight, you know, the physical gifts, that that experience. Um, but again, it's still a, a bit of a crapshoot when you're talking about guys with such, you know, so so few pro fights at this level. Oh, no question. And you're going to hit on some guys. You're going to miss on some guys. But just being able to know what to look for in guys that you want to back and being able to hit on more guys than not, that's going to pay dividends long term. And I know that the marquee fight is one that you've got quite a bit on as well. The Rafael <laughs> de los Años fight. We're finding that. And de los Años, he's finding himself right around about a plus 195-ish underdog as far as I'm seeing right now. The round prop that is currently at a four and a half, but you don't think that this one is going the distance. Take me through this fight between the two Rafaels. Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you know, when push comes to shove, I'm going to go uh, with the younger uh, Rafael or Rafael Fazeev. 
Um, you know, Dos Anjos, when he won a title, I, it felt like it was already maybe kind of past his prime, and he's just hung around and, and picked up kind of key wins when he needed them. He's won some, he's lost some, uh, but uh, Rafael Dos Anjos is kind of always game. I don't know if this is a really great uh, matchup for him. He's going to have to survive early, and that's tough against a guy like Fazeev, uh, who's got some really creative and dynamic striking. I, I think if you, you watch this event for no other reason, this main event, um, you know, it, it, it's, it could be a tale of two two halves of a fight. I, I think Fazeev's going to come out strong, and it's going to be up to RDA uh, to kind of survive that. If he does, you know, we've seen Fazeev um, kind of falter down the stretch. We, we saw him fade uh, recently. I think it was uh, the Bobby Green fight. Um, I could see him fading, and this being a scheduled five-round fight instead of three-round like all main events are. I, I You know, if RDA, if Dos Anjos can survive early, I, I think he hangs around in the later rounds and could start taking over. Um, you know, kind of for that reason, I like the under four-and-a-half uh, rounds, I think you can get that plus 125 to plus 130. Uh, you could be a little more conservative and just go that it doesn't go the distance, and, and that's still plus money. Uh, me, I, I kind of like some of the bigger payoffs. Um, interesting bets for me uh, would be Dos Anjos in uh, round three, round four, round five. I'm going to double check. That pays 20 to one, 25 to one, and 30 to one uh, in that neighborhood. Um, I, you know, I think that's worth a small flyer. Um, you know, it's not often an MMA, you know, unless you're uh, back in a Ronda Rousey opponent that you get these huge uh, odds, you know, for a big potential payout. But, you know, I, kind of sensing that if Dos Anjos is going to win, it's probably going to be a late stoppage. I would much rather bet probably, you know, taking a flyer on round three, round four, round five, uh, as opposed to, you know, taking uh, just a, a straight money line play. Yep. And being able to get north of a plus being able to get north of a 20 to one sort of ticket there, that would be absolutely massive. And I know you do a great job of being able to take a look at the UFC, Dan. Great to be able to have you aboard. Should be a great fight card and best of luck with all of it. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Dan. And Dan does an amazing job taking a look at the UFC over there at Action Network. Great to be able to get his insights as Saturday out there at the Apex here in lovely Las Vegas. Going to be a great card. And coming up next, we got a good card of baseball for this Friday as well. Going to take you through some of what I like in the National League next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN will be broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League now through July 17th. Catch the Edge with John Von Toba, Matt Humans from 4 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. Pacific live from the NBA Summer League every single weekday. We'll have special guests, exclusive content, and the live updates all throughout VEASAN's shows. For more information, you're able to follow us on Twitter and YouTube at the same handle, at VSIN Live, so VEASAN Live for all of that. As it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be able to get Dan Stupp on the show tonight. Does a great job taking a look at the UFC for Action Network. And then in the final hour, Scott Reichel. He's going to be joining me. We're going to talk a little NBA with him. We're going to talk some tennis as well. And I always love being able to get on guests that they wind up having nice little specialty sports because I think that that's so important in this day and age. Trying to be a master of like 57 different sports in a bunch of different markets, that's not necessarily too feasible. I am someone that I do a lot of my work in terms of baseball and college basketball. So when there winds up popping up a sport that I don't necessarily follow so much, you wind up bringing on the experts and that winds up giving you the tickets to be able to win because, and let's call it what it is, we've only got 24 hours in a day, so I do think that it is very important to focus on what you know and what you don't know. You wind up trying to be able to try to find those winners from other folks that they do a great job with their craft. Dan is certainly one of those people. He does a great job with the UFC, so big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now let's take a look at a little bit more of what I wind up doing baseball as the National League has some pretty solid games that we're going to be seeing on this Friday. How about if we wind up leading off with the earliest National League game of 951-952? The New York Mets are going to be playing host the Miami Marlins. We've got Pablo Lopez is going to be going for the Miami Marlins. And Chris Bassett is the hook, line, and sinker for the New York Mets. And Mets are finding themselves a pretty sizable favorite. Anywhere between a minus 152 to a minus 165. And with the Marlins, find them as low as plus 140, as high as a plus 146. And 
Your total is anywhere between 7.5 and 8. If you're finding a 7.5, juice is on the over. If you're finding an 8, juice is on the under. Relative 50-50 split on 7.5s and 8s. And whether it is a 7.5 or an 8 that you have, I do like this total under. Chris, Chris Bassett had a little bit of a rough start to the season. Has been giving up the deep ball right around 1.3 to 1.4 home runs for 9 innings. But he's kept the walks down. This is a solid job where you get swings and misses and at home. His ERA is two points lower than it is on the road. So he has been significantly better when he has been in New York. Meanwhile, for Pablo Lopez, been a little bit of an up and down last few starts for him. He wound up getting hit in one of his most recent starts by a comebacker. And you know that that has affected him a little bit. But Pablo Lopez been able to do a nice job of being able to keep the ball in the air, giving up less than a home run per nine innings. He does have an ERA that winds up going up a little bit when he does wind up going on the road by about a full point. But still has been relatively effective for this Miami Marlins team, and they're probably going to need him to wind up filling some innings because they wound up losing 10 to nothing to the New York Mets on Thursday. They had to dive quite deep into their bullpen in that one, and for the Marlins, it just has not been a great bullpen in general for them. They're outside of the top 20 in terms of bullpen ERA, and for Lopez, does a good job of being able to go deep into games because he's only given up right around 2.6 walks per nine innings. Good efficiency there, nine strikeouts per nine innings. So I do like what I've seen out of Pablo Lopez thus far this season, and for the Miami Marlins, has been a case of which the bats being out of the fold has hurt them quite a bit as Ore Soler, really their top home run getter along Jazz Chisel, and both of these guys have missed quite a few games, so that has been hurting them a little bit. Now, the good news is they did wind up getting some reinforcements as John Birdie is now back at the fold along Joey Wendell, both of these guys hanging above a 250 and for Wendell, hitting more around a 285. And then on top of that, you've been able to have Mr. Nick Fortes be able to give you some nice at-bats as well. And then for the New York Mets, this is a team that they do rank in the top five in terms of batting average and being able to get on base. Pete Alonso, Brandon Nimmo, both of these guys hitting in that realm of about a 275 along with Mark Hanna. And as we know, with Mr. Pete Alonso, he's been able to do a good job of being able to crank up the deep ball. A little bit over 20 home runs thus far this season. Then on the bottom part of this lineup, still have J.D. Davis hitting a little bit over at 250. Luis Galorme, he's been able to do a nice job being able to reach base as well. And Jeff McNeil still hitting above a 300. But the Mets have also had their bullpen woes as well. If you take a look at them overall for the season, it's been a relatively average bullpen. But they're currently without Adonis Medina. He's been one of the more long guys for the team. And over the last three days, they rank 15th in bullpen ERA, hovering right around at 370. In terms of that bullpen ERA, it's guys like a Julie Rodriguez, Chasen Shreve. These guys have not necessarily been the world's greatest for this team. Edwin Diaz is someone that I do like. And the team did not wind up having to go to him on Thursday because they were able to get some very solid innings out of Trevor Williams. So that wound up helping them out quite a bit. But still, this is a case in which I do think that you've got some relatively solid value here with Pablo Lopez. And I do think that both of these pitchers who have been a little bit up and down recently, they aren't going to be able to find their form. So this is a situation which I'm going to be taking a look at and under. I do think that City Field, with it being such a pitcher-friendly ballpark, not going to be giving up a lot of home runs, especially with the ailments that we're seeing with the Miami Marlins and being able to get pretty much anything north of a plus 140. I'm seeing some plus 145-ish out there on the Miami Marlins. That is going to be a take for me on the money line. When it comes to the National League as well, we got ourselves a very big demonstrative favorite on this one. 953-954 on the main board. Washington Nationals at the road. They're facing off against the Atlanta Braves as Charlie Morton is going to be going for the Bravos and Eric Fetty is going to be on the bump for Washington. This opened up with the Atlanta Braves being right around a minus 265 favorite. It's only one up. I'm seeing in one book north of a $3 price on the Atlanta Braves. Most have this right around minus 280 to seeing his eyes about a minus 294. I'm actually finding that where I sit right now at Circa. And for the Washington Nationals, this is anywhere between a plus 235. Seeing his eyes a plus 262 here at Circa with your total at a 9. And with the Atlanta Braves on the open, I thought you were actually getting some relatively solid value on the run line. I was willing to lay up to a minus 130 on that run line. And right now that is one from the minus 130 of the open as up to a minus 140 in a lot of spots. I'm even seeing a minus 150 out there. And I think that this has just gotten a little bit too juicy. First segment of the show, I was talking about how some of these bigger underdogs have been able to come through and Eric Fetty is not the completed under bone that should be north of a plus 250 here. Now, I want to pricing him personally on my handicap 
and a plus 237. So I'm not out here saying that Eric Fetty should be like any sort of favorite. And this is not Bob Gibson while he was in his prime or anything like that. Don't get me twisted there. But with that said, Eric Fetty, home and road splits. He's actually been a little bit better on the road than he has been at home. Walks have always been a little bit of vogaboo, right around four walks per nine innings. And for Charlie Morton, he's really been able to come into his own, giving up a combined four earned runs over the course of his last four starts. But prior to that, he was showing that he was very vulnerable, especially at his advanced age, giving up three plus runs in eight out of 11 starts in a stretch a little bit earlier this season for Fetty. You do take a look at what he's been able to do. And it's not like he's been necessarily getting unlucky, such unlucky. He's been able to keep the ball in the yard much better this year than in the past for his career, right around 1.5 to 1.6 home runs per nine innings surrendered. This year, more like one home run per nine innings, seven and a half strikeouts per nine. So you've got some okay numbers there. Now with Washington Nationals, if you do have a little bit of trepidation here, and I had to factor this in myself, it is the fact that Yohanna Doan wound up getting the start on Thursday, and when you don't, Yohanna Doan winds up getting the start, you can't expect a lot of length, and with Washington Nationals, he did wind up having to use up four bullpen pieces to be able to piecemeal that game together, and with the Washington Nationals, you're typically not backing them because the bullpen is really good, because you've got a lot of guys that you really can't trust in, Tanner Rainey, along Kyle Finnegan, both of these guys are some of your better relievers, and they both have an ERA as north of a 3-5. They've been really trying to mix and match, trying to find anyone whatsoever that's able to give them some relatively solid innings there for the Atlanta Braves. This is a top open out there in the National League. In terms of ERA, they now have Tyler Mazik back at full, but they did wind up having to use up a few relievers in their extra inning game against the St. Louis Cardinals as well. So this is a little bit of a tax bullpen of their own with the Atlanta Braves. They have been able to do a solid job just day in and day out of getting some solid inning. Now, they were held down in their game on Thursday against the St. Louis Cardinals, but you still have Ronald Acuna Jr. giving you right around at 370 on base. The guys in the middle, Travis Arno, Matt Olson, along with William Contreras, ranging between about a 255 to a 265, and you've got Austin Riley now hitting at 275, and he's really been able to come into his own. He's been able to mash over 20 home runs thus far this season, but for the Washington Nationals, for all of the, shall we say, deficiencies that this team has, they are able to actually get on base. You've got guys like Kiba Ruiz, Nelson Cruz. You're able to throw in there someone like Cesar Hernandez. These guys are in between about a 242, 255. Power has not necessarily been their friend. They are currently dead last in the big leagues, or in the National League, I should say, of home runs in total. Juan Soto, he had a little bit of a scare, but he is back in full. These teams leader in home runs. He's been able to get 15 thus far this season, so you would like to see those power numbers wind up going up a little bit more, but you do have a Washington Nationals team that they've got guys that are able to move the line. They are able to get on base, and it's an Atlanta Braves team that they're a little bit tired in terms of their bullpen as well, and well, we're going to call it what it is with the Washington Nationals when they don't wind up trotting out there. You want to do along with Patrick Corbin because these two guys have been absolutely terrible. They've actually been semi-close to 500, and they've been able to win a couple starts for Eric Fetty. If you take a look at Eric Fetty, and if you've bet him for $100 in every one of his starts thus far this season, he's actually been one of your more profitable pitchers out there in the big league. So I do think that Eric Fetty being a little bit undervalued here, I'm going to take the massive plus price with him, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well as I wound up saying my total at a 9.3. And you wound up hitting on a few National League games in this segment. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at the American League card for Friday right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. We've got special news. Starting on Monday, VSIN will be starting its first ever baseball pentathlon. Every show and including this one, will be making five baseball bets over the span of four days to determine which show at VEASAN is the best at betting baseball. On Monday, we'll have to bet a total. On Tuesday, it'll be an underdog and a favorite. And then on Wednesday, we will have to bet on a team on the run line. And on Thursday, it'll be a prop. And the winner will be announced Friday morning, July 15th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Follow the Money. So, We've got something very fun that's going to be going on there. That's going to be an absolutely fun time as it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson. Scott Seidenberg is going to be placing a lot of those for this show. And it's always great to be able to warm the seat for him. And I think I'll be in on Thursday. So I think I'll probably be in just when that is wrapping up. So I'll ironically enough be the one that winds up probably wind up going with the player prop. And of course, I'm mostly a sides and total guy personally, but that's at betting baseball. It certainly is a little bit of a discipline, and it is all about still taking numbers and not teams, in my opinion. I think that that is so important to recognize, and that is going to be a lot of fun. So we've got some great work going down here at VSIN and all the folks behind the scenes that just put in tremendous work night in and night out. They are the best in the business. You've got Taylor, my audio guy. He always has me sounding sharp. Not everything that I wind up giving out is sharp, but Taylor makes it sound sharp, so I always credit him. Every single hour of every single show that we wind up posting up, that includes follow the money, this one, the look at, a numbers game, list goes on and on. All those hours, they're up at vsun.com slash podcast. If you miss anything and Oliver, he's in charge of that. Jason Kahn always books a tremendous guest show, so whenever I wind up warming the seat for Scott, I know that I've got an ally by my side, and then Nick, he is the one that winds up throwing up all the fancy graphics and all everything that we wind up seeing on the screen. He does an absolutely amazing job of running a smooth show. So all these guys, they do a great job over here. He said, and now it's time to do my part, try to be able to unearth some winners when it comes to this baseball betting board. As how about if we take a look at a few American League games and we've got this one that is a relative pick em, 969-970 on the betting board. You got the Texas Rangers. They're going to be playing us to the Minnesota Twins. It's a battle of gray. Sonny Gray and, jo- and John Gray are going to be on the bump with John Gray going for Texas and Sonny Gray on the bump for Minnesota. And relative pick'em game here. You're finding Minnesota as bad as minus 115, as good as minus 105 on the Texas Rangers. You're finding them as good as even money, as bad as minus 105. And your total is eight shaded down to the under just a tad. And this is a situation where I do like the over. I did wind up saying my total a little bit north of eight because with John Gray, just throughout his career because he wound up sending his first few years with the Colorado Rockies when he pitches away from Colorado. He's got an ERA that hovers right around a 4-5. Now, to the credit of John Gray, his swing and miss stuff has been supreme this year. Nine and a half strikeouts for nine innings. Ball doesn't spin as much or doesn't wind up having as much bite at elevation. So he's been able to utilize that to his advantage, but has been a little bit up and down thus far this season. Hasn't necessarily given up 
a lot of hard contact, but opponents are up a little bit over a 250 off of him, so that's been a little bit of an issue. And then with Sonny Gray, he's been able to do a very nice job. He'll be able to get swings and misses. The big thing for Sonny Gray has just been health in general because this guy currently has a sub-2-5 ERA, has been able to give you nine strikeouts per nine innings. Command has certainly been there. Just a case in which he's only been able to make 11 starts thus far this season because he has been dealing with a few ailments, but he's been able to get all limbered back up, and he's given up two earned runs or fewer in eight out of his 11 starts thus far this season. So done a nice job of being able to hold down the fort. And with the Texas Rangers, they do have a little bit of an advantage in terms of the bullpen. Joe Barlow has been able to do a solid job for this team, being able to give you a sub-3 ERA. Brock Burke, along with Matt Moore, sub-2-5 ERAs out of these guys as well. And then you've got a few other guys, even like a Dennis Santana, who's been able to give you a sub-2 ERA. So the Texas Rangers doing a very solid job in terms of their bullpen. And for the Minnesota Twins, it's been a little bit up and down this far this season. They're right around a league average bullpen thus far this season. Over the last three days, it's more like 18th. But, I mean, they've been right around that 15-16 mark all season long. Drill Cotton, the former Texas Ranger, he's been able to do a relatively okay job out there in the bullpen. The guys that you can trust in are more of the long guys. Griffin Jacks, Yohan Duran. Both of these guys have a sub-3 ERA and Yohan Duran. He's right now leading the big leagues in terms of pitches thrown at 100-plus miles per hour. He has been a lot of fun to be able to take a look at. And then when it comes to the Rangers lineup, you don't necessarily have a ton of guys being able to do a tremendous job of being able to get on base. Nate Lowe, he's been able to hit for right around a 285. Been a case of which you've got a lot of guys hovering right in between, I would say, about that 225 to a 240 range. You've got Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Charlie Culverson, all those guys in the neighborhood. Cole, Cole Calhoun, he has been in that fold as well. And what I will say about Marcus Simeon is after he wound up getting off to a ridiculously bad start to the season, he's been able to hit right around 9 to 10 home runs for the team over the last 35 games. So he's been able to heat up quite a bit. Corey Seager, he's been able to hit for 15 home runs along with Adelise Garcia. Garcia's been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base as well, but with the Minnesota Twins. They've got one of the best managers in the league in Byron Buxton. Batting average has been down with them this year. And hitting a sub-230, but he has been able to give the team a home run every about 10.5 to 11 at bat. So he's been able to do a very good job of being able to supply the boom. And that's been big for this team because the rest of the guys for the Minnesota Twins, they don't necessarily have a lot of power in the bat. Max Kepler, he had some nice home run seasons a few years ago. Hasn't necessarily been able to provide that this year. They've been without Miguel Sano for quite a while as well. And I was hearing from... A couple people that Miguel Sano, he's not injured. He's just fat trying to come back from the big leagues. And I mean, that actually makes a little bit of sense if you've ever seen Miguel Sano. But that said, you do have Luis Arias, who is just the ultimate leadoff guy. A 350 batting average, a 425 on base. That turns a lot of these home runs that the Minnesota Twins have from solo shots up to two and three run shots because he does a great job as a table setter. Carlos Correa has dealt with a few ailments this season, but he's been hitting nearly 300. Power numbers have been down, but once again, guy that's able to get on base for you, guys like a Jose Miranda and company have been able to hit right around 240. Nick Gordon has been able to do a solid job of being a reach base as well. So I do think that you got some good value here with the Minnesota Twins. I feel like they should be a slight favorite, right around minus 113. That's right around the max I'd be willing to lay. So right now on a relative pickup line, I'd be willing to go with the Minnesota Twins in this spot and at an eight, I'd be looking at an over as well. And then out there in the AL Central as well. You got the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox doing battle 971-972. You got Tariq Skubal who's going to be going for the Tigers. And then on the flip side, you've got Lucas Giolito who's going to be taking the bump for the White Sox. And with the White Sox, find themselves as a pretty hefty favorite right now. You're going to be getting them in between about a minus 165. And I'm seeing as high as a minus 180. And if you're taking a look at Detroit, you're going to be getting them anywhere between about a plus 140. Seeing as high as a plus 157 out there. And with the Tigers... Getting anything north of a plus 150, that is going to be a buy point for me with Tariq Skubal and Lucas Giolito. Both of these guys have fallen on some tough times. For Lucas Giolito, last two starts have been solid. He was able to give up two earned runs in each of his last two starts against the Angels and the San Francisco Giants, both of which were on the road. So that's a that's a good sign for the team. Meanwhile, you do take a look at the flip side for Tariq Skubal after he wound up getting off to a great start this year. Give it up three plus runs in each out of his last six starts, but I do think that Tariq Skubal is going to be able to find it a little bit more. This is not a case in which Tariq Skubal has been giving up a bunch of home runs. Certainly not a case in which he's been giving up a lot of walks as well. For Skubal, been able to do a nice job keeping things out in front of him, giving up a little bit over two walks per nine innings. The big thing for him is that the balls that have been batted against him 
they're all just right now finding a hole for him. So that has been a little bit unfortunate as you take a look at the ERA compared to the fielding independent, and it does match up. 406 ERA compared to a fielding independent of a 310. So that indicates that there should be some just good luck that's going to be coming his way, to say the least, as he's getting a little bit over nine strikeouts per nine innings. And Lucas Giolito's problems have never been with strikeouts. He's able to get right around 11 strikeouts per nine innings, but the walks issues have propped up once again for him, right around three and a half walks per nine innings. And for the White Sox, it's interesting to take a look at them against left-handed pitching versus right-handed pitching because with the White Sox, they hit nearly 40 points higher against lefties rather than righties. For the Detroit Tigers, this is just an awful offense altogether. They're averaging 2.6 runs per contest. I mean, Avi Baez, Cody Clemens, Jameer Candelario, Jonathan Scope. You're able to throw on there Eric Haas, Robbie Grossman. You're able to go down the list of guys earning a 220 or lower for this bunch. But with the Detroit Tigers, they're saving grace. And the reason why they've been hitting right around 63% of their games to the under, this bullpen has been absolutely lights out. Now, they are dealing with a little bit of an injury to Willie Peralta, but you do have a guy in Michael Fulmer who used to be a starter. He's been able to provide a sub-2-5 ERA. They did wind up having to use up Gregory Soto in their win on Thursday, but he's been able to do a solid job. Will Vest has been able to give this team some nice settings, and Detroit, one of three teams in the big leagues with a bullpen ERA that is sub-3, so that's relatively trustworthy for this team. And the Chicago White Sox, good news for the bullpen is that they've got Liam Hendricks back in the fold, so he, along with Kendall Graveman, are two guys who are able to trust him, but this is still a team that is 19th in the league in terms of bullpen ERA, right around a 422. They aren't very trustworthy when you wind up getting out of sight of those two guys. Guys like a Matt Foster, throwing their Joe Kelly, Jose Ruiz. They're posting up an ERA that is north of four. So don't have a lot of faith that they're going to be able to do a solid job. I'm going to be willing to take the Detroit Tigers at a plus price. My segment total at 7.2. I think that both starters are going to be able to lend a good one here. So looking under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Tigers. And in the final hour, going to be taking a look at what we've got on the Friday baseball card right here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve year-round to help improve year-round to help improve year-round. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.